Let's read this. I'll always remind you, this is in 2 Peter chapter 1, 12 to 15. I'll always remind you of these things. That's our R-E word. Even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth, and now have, you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body because I know that I will soon be put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me and I'll make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. Remind, refresh, remember. And the faith, our faith, the Christian faith, is not about invention. First four weeks of roundabout, uh, as we start off, we're going to have some shom words as a basis of our, our messages. And one of the things I felt the Lord say last year about this coming year was multiplication. Multiplication, which... Uh, initially, I wasn't that excited about because I'm quite a lazy person, but uh, I believe the Lord has more for us. And um, Bay had the same word, multiplication, that uh, the Lord is going to actually bring more. There's more to come. But before we get to multiplication, there's some other words. Uh, and one of the, today's word is retention. Did you have that one? Retention. Our faith is not about invention. It's about retention, retaining stuff, not making up stuff. And so three big re-words here. I hope you got remind, refresh, remember. And they, although, you know, a lot of re-words have a, it's like a, a backwards orientation. You're, you're looking backwards. And the paradox of that, the irony of that, is that it's like a rowing a boat that in order to go forwards, you're looking back. To go, to go forwards, you're looking back. Remind, refresh, remember. All verbs to do with stuff in the past. And Peter knew this. The, the disciple Peter, Apostle Peter, knew this. To go forwards, we need to keep looking back. Re, get the re in our heads and our hearts. Or... We are in trouble. I love the translation in Tereo. Uh, Peter writes this. E kore e mangere. I'm not lazy. Kite whakamahara tonu. Uh, to keep whaka is like an intensifier. Um, I keep reminding you. Ia koutou ki mea. I haven't been lazy in, keep, in keeping reminding you of these things. You know, Peter knew deep down in his heart, his soul, what the church needed was not stuff that was, you know, like like flash and, and sexy and innovative, but retention of the deep truths of the faith. Deep truths that are so easy to forget. <clears throat> one time, more than once, but one time I had a concussion playing rugby and it was at a, a tournament. And um, 
different effects, concussion has different effects, and well, one of them often you forget things. And I was, uh, I was in a ruck, I got concussed, and all of a sudden I thought I was a really fast running back. And so I took myself <laughs> out into the backs, and the prop came over and says, Carl, what are you doing? And he said, he looked at me and says, uh, I'm going to take you off to the side. And then they um, took me to the hospital, and then they took me home. Well, they tried to. They um, got me to the suburb, and uh, and they said, Carl, where do you live? And I got to the suburb, and I says, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> and the danger of our, our faith in the 21st century is there's some versions of the faith where we seem to have forgotten. And we, got, we get to the general area, but not the exact location. And that's not good enough. That's not home. We need to get to home for our faith. It's like uh, we've got we've had a big bang on the head and forgotten some key things. Need to admit it. Got a bang on the head. Forgotten where we live. And the Christian faith is about retention, not invention. Can't just make it up. Can't create it. Invent it. If we had a bang on the head, forgotten some stuff, we need to admit it and get back to what is the deep truths of the faith. In 2018, Wainu Beach Church, we need to look back to go forward. Look back to go forward. Retaining, remembering, reminding. This is where home is. This is what is important. This is what is foundational. This is what grounds us and gives us sustenance. This is what grounds us. There's a Greek myth. It's about a battle between two deities, Hercules and Anateus. Sorry, Antaeus. Antaeus is one of the children of Mother Earth. And Antaeus always slept on the ground. In fact, uh, it retained and, and increased his his colossal strength. And one day, Antaeus was having a wrestling match with Hercules. And Hercules was getting the better of him and would, uh, would, would beat him and throw him to the ground. But Hercules found that, in fact, what they did was that actually um, gave more strength to Antaeus. And so what Hercules did instead was he held him as he fought him. He held Antaeus up in the air and he broke each rib uh, until he broke all his ribs and eventually killed him. Because <laughs> Antaeus couldn't reground himself and get his strength back. Just want to go over quickly five key doctrines for us to retain. So that we um, reground ourselves again in what gives us strength for the journey. Five key doctrines I feel we just got to actually battle for in our day and age. And number one is the Bible. The Bible. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says this. All scripture is God breathed and useful. 
All scripture is God-breathed and useful. The Bible, despite the human influence, and we're not ignoring that, but we're saying that all scripture came from God and is useful. It came from God and has God's power in it. And so the proper question always is, not what any particular scripture means to me, but what it means for me. Not what it means to me, but what it means for me. Sure, there's different applications, personal applications, but we cannot interpret the Bible willy-nilly. Can't say, um, for that, that means to me. You know, that's what Humpty Dumpty says. That is Humpty Dumpty theology. You know, Humpty Dumpty, and there's a book, uh, 19th Century Through the Looking Glass. Going to quote it from Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> when I use the word, Humpty Dumpty said, in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. The question is, said Alice, whether you can make words mean so many different things. And we can't. We can't make the Bible mean what we want it to mean. It means what it means. So we cherish the whole Bible. All of it is God-breathed. Te ha, te And useful. Doctrine number one. Key doctrine. We need to retain the Word of God. The Bible. Second, God. Another danger I see in the times we live is the word reduction. That's another R-E word. Reductionism. In terms of God. Reduction meaning um, reducing God down to a phrase or a catchy slogan like God is love. Now, if God wanted to say everything he needed to say to us in a phrase, he would not have given us a book of 66 books to speak to us. Instead, he would have just given us a bumper sticker. (laughs) But we are shown the whole complexity of God, the multi-dimensional nature of God in the complete Bible. So don't reduce him down to a bumper sticker. You know, God is loving, but He's also holy. He's forgiving, and He's just. He's kind, and He's capable of wrath. He's sure, and He's steadfast. He's creative, but also He's consistent. He's powerful, and He's gentle. He's personal, and He's communal. You know, He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Don't reduce God down to a bumper sticker. He's bigger than that. The Bible. God. Key doctrine number three. Jesus. John chapter 5. The Gospel of John chapter 5, 39. Jesus says, You search the scriptures, but you refuse to come to me to have life. The very one that the scriptures talk about. John 5.39 You search the scriptures but refuse to come to me to have life. The very one that the scriptures talk about. It's all about Jesus. Hebrews 1 He is the son 
uh, is a radiance of God's glory, exact representation of His being. The exact representation of God is Jesus. Last weekend, we were up at Bain's house in Tukumaru, and the pastor from Rotoria came over, Willie Narimu, came to share his story. And uh, Willie was quite a happy pagan, learned to drink really well in the army, and was uh, went to Australia, became a school teacher, and then um, was a happy pagan. But then, um, uh, wife came to the Lord, and uh, one morning. He woke up and he felt God was saying something to him. He said this, There is no God without the Messiah. Changed his life. There is no God without the Messiah. Jesus, fully God. God the rescuer came to earth in flesh. Uh, Probably late February or March, we're going to start going through the book of Colossians. And Colossians is is all about Jesus. Jesus, the fullness of God. The Bible, God, Jesus. Fourth doctrine, key doctrine, the church. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. You, uh, plural, it's a plural you. You, koto. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You, Koto, you plural of a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's one of the reasons we come together. Because the Holy Spirit likes to be with us when we are together. Come to church. Bless the church. Let the church bless you. Ephesians 5.25 Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. You know the, the doctrine of the church is under attack. We need to uphold the church. The bride of Christ is what Christ love, loves. Of 110 mentions in the church, in the Bible, 90-ish refers to local church. A church in a time and a place and a location. Local church. And and local church, biblical local church means this, despite the hype that you have heard. Regular is not the enemy of real. Regular gathering is not the enemy of real. Habit is not the enemy of faith. Gathered faith is not the enemy of scattered faith out there. A community of faith is not the enemy of personal faith. It enhances it. Gathered regular uh, community of faith gives power to your faith Saturday to Monday. The church, God, Bible, Jesus. Lastly, decision. Decision. Uh, 1 Timothy 4 verse 10. He is the saviour of all people, especially those of us who believe. Especially those of us who believe. So that, what that means is there is no tribal distinction. He is uh, a saviour of all tribes. Available to all people. It does not mean that, that people will be force-fed salvation. It does not mean that all people will have salvation forced down their throats. It means people need to decide. 
John 3.16 God so loved the world so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Jesus himself said we need to decide. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. You know the Matthew 5, 6 and 7. Great. Three chapters on, on being a disciple. And right near the end, Jesus says this. There's two gates and two roads. And one is really wide and easy and lots of people decide for it. But it's a road to destruction. And the other is narrow and it's hard. And he says, choose that road. Choose that road. Choose a narrow gate. Choose a narrow road. We need to decide. We need to keep encouraging people to decide. You know, as that that great um, scripture in the Old Testament, Joshua, I think, as for me and my house, me and those that I can have influence around me, we will serve the Lord. We've decided what we're going to do. We're going to serve the Lord. That's what we will decide. Bible, God, Jesus, church, decision. Hold on to the deep truths of the faith. Don't give them up. Don't forget them. Remember them. Rekindle them. Remind each other. Remind ourselves. As we look back onto these key deep truths of the faith that's helping us go forward and one of the things we look back to is is Jesus's love for us and showing ultimately on the cross that he died for us and so that our sins uh, are not counted against us but he died for us and so we're counted as not guilty and um can we have one, two, three, four? Hand those out, and we'll have the. Uh, no, we don't. We'll have the straight after the worship team come up. Have your communion first, and then um, and then they'll be handed out. Sorry. Yeah, let's pray, and um, the worship team, you can start having yours. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the uh, deep truths of the faith. Help us to not neglect them. Help us to not forget them. Help us to. Um, not take them for granted and see them as unimportant, but to hold on to them, to cherish them. And even now, Lord, we uh, look back to the cross, what you did for us, how you showed your love for us, that we will not be counted as guilty for our sins, but you took our sins onto yourself and died for us. We thank you for that. Jesus, Amen. We'll hand those out now, and uh, the crew will play in the background, and we'll finish with a song. If you feel like you need to decide uh, this year about something, about God, about I don't know, I don't know what it is for you, but um, people here would, would love to pray for you. Uh, straight after the service and we'll, we'll look around and do that. Bless you.